Hello and welcome to episode 12 of That's What People Do. This is the fourth episode we're recording today, which means it's the last one of the day. Yeah, boy. We've absolutely bashed through it. So, last week, you might remember, we had a Tanya Head by Ryan. Tanya Head. <laughs> the woman who lied about 9-11. Yeah, lied man. About being in 9-11. And confused the shit out of everyone as to why she did it. I'm still baffled. It's, I'm, I'm going to have to go away and watch that documentary and just... It's really well, interesting. Like it's really interesting story. It's yeah, it is very interesting. It's bizarre, very interesting. If you do hear heavy breathing throughout the podcast, it's because there are two dogs and a cat in here, and they're all having a good time. Lots <laughs> of panting going on. <laughs> we've got a lot of food on the table as well, so I think that's why we've attracted them. No, they're stalking them like sharks swimming around in a circle. Yeah, we are being, so we are being circled to be So anyway, episode twelve, one two, the big one two. This is. The most historical one we've done so far. We've okay. done a lot of historical people, but this one is the furthest back. I think Elizabeth Bowery was 1600s. Yeah. This one is before Christ. Whoa. <laughs> We're going before Christ, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about Tutankhamun. Oh, damn. Interesting. We're, go- we're going back to ancient Egypt. Now, obviously, we have good people and bad people. It's not really a good person. It's not really a bad person. It's just Tutankhamun, isn't it? It's just a interesting point of history but was Tutankhamun interesting he was a god king yeah but was he interesting we'll we'll go into that all right so king tut he was born around 1334 bc which just get your head around that number for a little bit interesting facts to interject here cleopatra i think was born closer to us now than she was Great what pyramids. Point to the pyramids, yeah. Great pyramids. When the Great Pyramid went up. Because the Great Pyramids are 5,000 BC. Yeah. So that makes it 7,000 years ago to us. Patra was 2,000 years from us. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely mental. Hold on, he was born 13... 1334. 1334 BC. Which means even at that point, even at that point, in Tutankhamun's day, the pyramids were ancient. Yeah. The ancient Egypt has such a long span. Yeah. It's that's what crazy. baffles me. When when things go into like the um, BC and they go backwards. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of. It's it? so hard to keep track of like how old things are like that are. Yeah. I really wanted to do a before Christ person for this episode for some reason. And there's a lot of bad people. Like I've got a few ideas for next month with like ancient Romans and ancient Greeks. Mm, yeah, boy. Some interesting people about there. Um, his parents, right, as with Ryan and his Polish episode, for some reason we pick languages that are fucking difficult to <laughs> explain. So my Egyptian is not my strongest language. Oh, is it not? <laughs> it's not. I didn't study it at school. I'm I'm fluent in hieroglyphics, but when it's written in English, I can't get it. <laughs> so his parents, his father was Akhenaten. Uh, no, wait, it's Akhenaten. Akhenaten. Mm. Butchered it already, well done me, pat on the back. And his mother is disputed. The main one people think it is, is the younger lady, which is just a mummy they found. Okay. Who was Arkinaten's sister. I think that makes more sense. That makes sense, because uh, Tutankhamun is born of... Well, he's, thought he was incest. he's born of incest, isn't his he? Mother, that was heavy in those times, because they wanted to keep it, like... Because it was a god. Yeah. The pharaohs were revered as gods. Yeah. So they wanted to keep it incestuous. Am I right in thinking that um, Arkan Armin, his dad, that uh, Armin 
is a god. Yep. Is a god, and he gave himself that name and became like. God, Armin is god of gods, I think. That's right. He became. He gave himself the title of god of gods. Yep. And then, Tutankhamun had a name that was Armin as well. It's interesting because Tutankhamun will. Where where where? Here we go. I'll get onto this now. Sorry. Fa- it's, no, no, it's, ahead. Fine, it's fine. It's it's. <laughs> Brought it across nicely. His father died in approximately uh, 332 BC. Obviously, it's difficult to keep fucking track because no one was there. That was a cat. A cat just screamed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan's just going to take. I'm going to have to let the cat to out. Let the cat out. <laughs> Otherwise, she will do this continuously. Right. The cat has gone. <laughs> just <laughs> stared into my soul and screamed at me. <laughs> I hope I hope everyone heard that. <laughs> that is my cat who can't meow properly. <laughs> I'm scared now. Anyway, um, two intervening pharaohs took power before Tutankhamun became the 12th pharaoh of the 18th dynasty. God, he was around 10 to 12 years old when he took power. Yeah. King Tut's father appended a centuries-old religious system in order to favour worshipping a single deity, the sun, go- sun god Artem. That's right. Which is his name. Say it again. Arkanarton? Arkanarton. Arkanarton. If you look at the end, it's Arton. It's interesting, isn't it? King Tut's original name... I'm going to call Tutankhamun Tut because, you know, I'm cool. We're, King Tut. We're basically friends. Yep. King Tut's original name was Tutankarton. Tutankarton. Uh, after the sun god Arton. Arton. That's However, right. Tutankhamun reversed this religious decision and changed his name to Tutankhamun. Armun being... Uh, yes um, yeah because yeah so the dad wanted to go from what was a polytheistic uh, uh, yep. society to a monotheistic yep. and then Tutankhamun wanted to go back to a polytheistic that's the one and said you can have all the gods all of the gods I don't care I don't want to be the god of Pick god which is really weird what a weird thing Being tw- even at 12 <laughs> I know interesting apparently it wasn't him that did it it was his advisors ah uh, that would make sense because I imagine that would piss off a lot of people by saying, oh, by the way, all your gods that you like? Yeah. There's no new one. Yeah. And I'm the king of him. Yeah. Uh, Tutankhamun actually stands for uh, Living Image of the God Armin. Oh, so okay. Ov- so obviously uh, Tutankhamun would have meant Living Image of the God yeah. Arten. So I think, I imagine, we've all learned some Egyptian here today. So if you take nothing else from this, you can speak Egyptian. Yeah. Armin is the sun god. His father also moved the capital of Egypt from Thebes to Armana, where Tutankhamun was born. Arman. That's the one. Uh, now, the reverse in religious decision by King Tutankhamun was the only notable thing he did in power. He did nothing. Oh. That's probably why he did it then. Yeah. He, he was a pointless king, which is why we'll get onto it, which is why it's confusing that he's the most famous pharaoh of all time. He oh, died right. around 18 years old. But that's, again, speculation. He had... Oh, I'm sorry, there's a dog just <laughs> come and nudge my hand. He had obvious damage to his chest and legs, which suggested an accident. Others think he was murdered. There's a whole theory about how Tutankhamun died. I watched a long documentary on this theory, and the conclusion that I came to was the same... Con- well, I say I came to. Scientists led me to believe came to this conclusion. <laughs> I made this. I made this decision. <laughs> I did the research. Um, he obviously was a product of incest and his legs were disformed right and he had to always have a cane and he couldn't walk properly Mm -hmm. so he couldn't his balance was horrendous but he used to love chariot riding right and one day he was on his chariots 
And obviously he couldn't balance himself properly. He was going at high speed, fell off, died. Oh, okay. That's uh, the theory that I back. What's are there other? What are other ones? He got murdered by like advisors because obviously everyone wants to kill the pharaoh. Yeah, but if he has, if he's done nothing of note, he's clearly like that. They might have seen him as a weak king. But, but that a weak king is one who can be told to do things. Which he was. His advisors were telling him to do all this stuff. So surely that's fine. Why? What? I don't like that theory. I don't think he was killed because why? Why not do it when he's twelve? Yeah. Why not do it when he's five? When yeah. his dad died, like what? Why, why not let just, him have like eight years in power? Why let him have so many years in power to just go? Oh, he's just a weak king. Blah, blah, blah. No, use that as an advantage. Tell your weak king what to do. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I think it was an accident. The scientists that I listened to on a documentary also came to that conclusion just because of the disfiguration because he was horribly deformed because of incest yeah don't have incest kids i don't think we need to tell people <laughs> not to have incest kids uh but you know just for those if you do weren't paying attention don't have incest we are kids anti-incest on this podcast i'm glad we've taken that standpoint <laughs> that's what people do is anti-incest <laughs> he had the smallest tomb in the valley of kings okay uh, oh wait hold on um is there a thing about his tomb being not his yes okay yeah. okay yeah so for the, for the for now he had the smallest tomb in the valley of kings yeah which is interesting because obviously back in those back in those days back in the day the ancient egyptians believed that you had to be buried with like with all your riches and all your organs and like lavish tombs in order to live like that in the afterlife so why was king tut's burial so rushed mm. it's interesting isn't it where, where have i got to wondered um due to him there's a lot of speculation but due to him dying so young and so sudden people think that he didn't have time to fulfill like the big plans to have a massive tomb yeah, so obviously he just had to have a small burial However, it seems more likely that King Tutankhamun's successor swapped burial places. I, who was an elderly man when he inherited the throne, was also one of his advisors, Mm -hmm. was buried in an amazing tomb in the Western Valley just four years later when he died, close to the tomb of King Tut's grandfather, Amenhotep III. Okay. Amenhotep III. Amenhotep. So it seems like I, who came in, was like, I'm an old man. I'm going to die soon. I want that big tomb stick her in the little one under the floor so we think that the big one was already built yeah or in process of being because apparently in those days they're if you look at the ancient egyptian architecture and stuff they were fucking good at building things oh god yeah so they could knock up a massive tomb in two three years <laughs> okay all right it's amazing right. some of their architecture surpasses what we do now yeah it's I, crazy this is the thing right I I don't know how I feel about this, right? I see, you know, like ancient aliens or something. Yeah, there's a whole theory in there. Ancient aliens, and they're like, ah, oh, humans couldn't have done this back then. You know, like, no, but they did, right? They did do it. And people go, we can't even do that now. And you're like, we can. <laughs> we definitely can. Just pyramids aren't the greatest form of yeah, building. Yeah, pyramids are not that fucking interesting to build. No. Like, not to that scale anyway. Realistically... Look at the pyramids. All right, a marvel of engineering yeah. for its time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could make one nowadays, yeah. and it would even have Wi-Fi, which would make <laughs> it immediately better. But would it have a river of mercury? 
Yeah. <laughs> and that, at least it would tell the temperature of the room then. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, the pyramids, uh, they're uh, like, what's it, a, a map to the stars and all this shit. You know, <laughs> because like, is that there because the Mayans uh, had pyramids, the Aztecs had, I think, had pyramids. Yeah, and, and the reason being, they were like, they were service stations around they, the world. And then all the conspiracy theories are, are all like, but why is everyone building pyramids? It must be the same like design. Like, but no, because no, they're relatively because easy even to build. Even as children, you understand that to build a building up, it needs to have a strong structure. Yep. And a pyramid is a strong structure at the bottom and you get smaller as you go up. Yeah, exactly. A, you, a, a, a big go, wide if base. Out, if you start off small and go out, if you flip a pyramid up upside down it wouldn't stand it will fall over yeah exactly and everyone fucking understands that even as a child you understand that the yeah. egyptians were relatively smart yeah like it's just basic engineering stonehenge humans could not have made stonehenge give me a fucking crane i'll build your stonehenge tomorrow <laughs> yeah well they did build stonehenge and actually i want to point out there is a man who has built a mini stonehenge and he's used only tools that would have been available back in that time and he's really? able to figure out how you might do it yeah and it meant uh, digging ditches and then sliding the stones into those ditches. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, anyway that's a different <laughs> thing. It's all history. were not made by aliens. They weren't. The Sphinx was, though. The Sphinx was. The Sphinx is amazing, to be fair. Obviously, the nose is missing off it because they found it buried under the sand, didn't they? The nose is missing. And wasn't it Napoleon knocked it off or something? Probably. Um, and the Sphinx has a secret passage in the back of it. Yeah. Or is that Assassin's Creed? No, I think I think it has secret passages. It's, it, that's very that. ancient Egypt, isn't it? To have passages. Mm. But the thing is, they don't. I don't think they touch it much anymore because they're so like worried about it. I mean, it stood around for this long. It was buried a long for a large period yeah, of time. Buried it was buried in the, in the sand, sand, right? And yeah. it was Napoleon who rediscovered it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the nose got knocked off. <laughs> Yeah, it has no nose. You can go see it now. No nose. The Sphinx is awesome, man. Like, yeah, it's fucking Egyptian, awesome. Egyptian stuff is really cool. It's really... It's, it's such an interesting point. In if history. you ever go to the British Museum, if you're ever in the UK and you go to London, go to the British Museum and have a look at their Egyptian I went uh, and I was section. very disappointed. Really? Yeah, massively disappointed. I, I agree with you that there's not dirt much, but there are mummies there, and they are yeah. cool. But then you've got mummies in like, the Birmingham Museum. Mm, and if the suppose. Birmingham Museum's got a mummy, fucking everywhere has got a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> they have got the Rosetta Stone, though. Yeah. Fair. I did go to the um, years and years ago the Tutankhamun exhibition. You know the one that was traveling the world. Came to right. the O2. Right. And oh, and they actually had Khamenei's body. Yeah, right? I went and saw it. That was fucking awesome. Did you see his body or did you see his sarcophagus? His sarcophagus. His mo- his body didn't go out of Egypt. I don't think it's too fragile. All right, all right, but enough. you can go and see that at the Great Museum of Cairo. Oh, that's cool. You know, you were allowed to just like at one point you were just allowed to just climb up the the pyramids. You could yeah. just get on them and just climb them. Yeah. And now. Now that it's like a restricted area, yeah. you can't go there. You can only go on tours and stuff around the area. Yeah. That's cool. I'd like to go in there. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Egypt and just go to the tombs and the Valley yeah. of the Kings. Valley of the and Kings, yeah. It That's just looks cool. awesome. And obviously Jordan, you've got the uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, I know the one you mean. It's in With Indiana the massive Jones. building. Yeah, it, it's it not a building. Like in, it appears in, in Indiana Jones, and it also appears in Transformers. It does appear in Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> and they make a mess of it. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know what I mean. The building, there's not a building. It's in the in the it's in the rock rocks, face. in the mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you mean. I can't remember. And it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, King Tut. He was also buried without his heart, which is unusual due to um, ancient Egyptian beliefs. Because um, obviously, you need your organs in the afterlife, which they had um, canopy jars to put the organs in, so you could have them. In the afterlife, because so obviously you have another have, He did uh, Petra, by the way. I just looked it up. It's Petra, Petra, yes, in Jordan. Petra, Petra in Jordan. 
Anyway, um, so yeah, Egyptians had all their organs, the important organs taken out, put in jars, and they were buried with them. Yeah. His heart wasn't amongst His heart wasn't those put in there. No. Oh. Which, there's, it's interesting, because it could be a sign that he died far from home, and his heart had decayed and couldn't be preserved. But I thought they mummified you, like, relatively soon after you exactly, died. Exactly, so he might have been really far away. They had to transport him back in his heart. Well, his heart was the only thing in his body that didn't I make it. Or uh, it could have been a really shit undertaking job as well. They could have absolutely fucked it. He did have like a... He had something put in his chest instead that had like an inscription on it. <laughs> Fair enough. So they knew his heart was fucked. A heart of stone. Yeah, his heart wasn't with him, which is interesting. Another uh, fun fact about Tutankhamun, the king that did absolutely nothing, but is really famous. His coffin is the most expensive coffin in the world. Is it really? It is. He was buried in three coffins in like a Russian doll sort of situation. Two were made of wood covered in a gold sheet. But the innermost coffin, the most like, I think it's the most famous one. uh, It was made of thick sheets of gold. And if it it were to be scrapped today, it would be worth over a million. Interesting. Which, which, relatively speaking, is still not that much. Not that much. But obviously, due to whose tomb it is, it's priceless. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So if you can get your hand on King Tut's coffin, like... You're going to be loaded. Funny you mentioned, like, Tut, famous for doing fuck all. Yeah. Tut, isn't he, fa- like, he was made famous by the bloke, bloke who found him. How Carter? Carter, that's it. Isn't yeah. it Carter who, like... That, that's he, was, he was a nobody, and they just found this, it was very elaborate... No, there was a, there's a curse on his area, and they went, nah, fuck that. The, we'll get on to the curse. All that's right, the most interesting right, bit. Because cool. that's what kind of, I think, made him famous, is that they discovered it's, his it was amazing fam- sarcophagus. Because they had uncovered everything in the Valley of Kings, and they thought that there was nothing else to find. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they find this tomb, and in it is the most expensive coffin, and there's such a rush job, and everything's crammed in, mm. which made it really interesting. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, and I think we still don't have a lot of the answers today. Why was he rushed? Like I like that first one you said, the first theory about him having died too early to plan anything. Like he died too young before they could fully plan. Because the, the the thing I heard was that apparently his the, the tomb in which he was found is actually supposed to be for a woman. Is it? I believe so. It was it was inscribed and done as it would be a woman's oh. uh, tomb, mm. and that he died. There were plans for his um, uh, tomb, which yeah. I'm assuming is the old man end up getting in eventually. Because we're, like, well, we're building it now. Yeah. Might as well stick you in <laughs> it. Um, but I think, yeah, he died too young before they could have it finished. And so they needed to put him somewhere. Yeah. So they put him in this lady's one. Yeah. As like a for now. And That's just left him there. Because it was found like underground. Yeah. It's really curious as to the reasoning. If only they had pictures back then yeah or even like you know fucking documented it properly yeah instead of just drawing owls on the wall <laughs> anyway let's get on to the uh, the curse of king tut shall we yeah because obviously in 22 1922 he was found um by howard carter mm-hmm. who was a egyptologist archaeologist that kind of thing and to all the people that some of the people that found the tomb and were involved in the excavation of King Tut and Carmoon, bad things happened. So what bad things happened to certain people? George Herbert, 5th Earl of Carnarvon, known as Lord Carnarvon, was the financial backer of the search and the excavation of Tut and Carmoon's tomb. Mm-hmm. 
He was bitten by a mosquito and later cut that bite while shaving, and he later died of this infection in Cairo on April 5th, 1923. The curse strikes again. That was where the newspaper article came from, from this incident. Oh, right. Yeah. He <laughs> died, and the curse of King Tut was born. This is what birthed that, the, all the media frenzy. And it's said that the cheek in which he received the mosquito bite by uh, Tutankhamun had like a legion kind of thing right. on the same cheek. So okay. everyone, everyone kind of put the two and two together. I mean, that, that that's that's funny because everyone's put two and two together, but that is literally just 50-50. You only have two cheeks. Yeah, literally. Like, it could have been the other one. And it, the man just got a blood infection while shaving. Yeah. Makes me worried about shaving, doesn't it? That's a man named know. James Henry Breasted, who worked with Carter. Breasted? Breasted. This is how it's spelled breasted. So I'm going to say breasted. It's funny for me. He worked with Carter when the tomb was opened. He later returned home to England. Now, whether you want to believe this one is up to you. He returned home to England and found his canary in the mouth of a cobra. Uh, okay. We don't have cobras in England. Yeah, is that supposed to be some sort of... Because cobras spoil. were often found in Egypt. And if you look at Tutankhamun's sarcophagus, yeah. they've got the cobra on the right. on the forehead. Yeah. So obviously you thought, this is King Tutankhamun's way of saying you shouldn't have disturbed he found, me. He found his canary, his pet canary, in the mouth of a cobra. In the mouth of a cobra. Was the cobra alive? Yeah. Where did the cobra come from? No one knows. It was just there. It isn't... <sighs> the cobra was just there. I'm telling you now... Not that many people would have had a fucking cobra. No. Someone owned that cobra and it got out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he's got in his it. house <laughs> and he's eating the fucking canary. So naturally the media went into an absolute mad one and started like publishing quotes and stuff about how the tomb was cursed and how you shouldn't like unveil dead pharaohs, etc, etc. Definitely. Um, Carter, at this point, because obviously the media had put so much coverage on it, became really concerned that people were going to steal things from the tomb because it mm. took them over a decade to get everything out because obviously they had to be really careful with it yeah. and stuff like that. So he concreted up the entrance a few times and then knocked it back down to go back in. Then as he came out, he concreted it back up because he was that worried. Interesting. Bruce Ingham um, was a friend of Carter's and Carter gave him a paperweight, which I think is really poor taste. It was a mummified hand, not a real mummified hand like the paperweight of a mummified hand wearing a bracelet which had the phrase inscribed cursed be he who moves my body <laughs> soon after this ingham's house burned down when he was trying to rebuild it it was hit with a flood brilliant <laughs> which again coinky dink yeah it's just coinky dink so it's just fully coincidence but maybe it is the great power of tutankhamun no no, no. Uh, a theory i've heard is but Egyptian people were very, um, what's the word, uh, superstitious people. Yep. And that the curses that were written on tombs and uh, sarcophaguses and all that sort of stuff were there to just scare, just scare people away yeah. from, uh, scare grave diggers. Yeah, Grave essentially. robbers away from doing those things by saying, yeah. oh, you'll, you'll be cursed if you, if you touch my hands. Yeah, da, 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 da. Sure. And they're like, oh God, don't touch that then. That's, oh, don't do that. Because obviously they had all, that's the different, come from. all the different gods and the statues which would guard the... Yeah. Because what is it, the guardian of the underworld? What's that god's oh, name? Oh, um... Oh, no, I don't know. I'm going to quickly... have to look it up. Quick little Google. Quick little, um, Legoogle. Guardian... Guardian of the Underworld. Of Egyptian Underworld. Because Anubis. Of course it's Anubis. That's right. Because you'd have statues of Anubis facing out and like around the tomb. 
mm-hmm. to like guard it essentially. Yeah. Which why have you seen the bollocks fucking mummy remake? Well, not even the remake with Tom Cruise. I haven't yet. No. It's awful because like they get the the when they find the tomb of the mummy, Anubis is facing inwards to stop the body coming out. Oh. Which is why they're like, oh, Anubis is facing the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all. I don't want to shit on people's religion. I find ancient Egyptian religion well interesting. I find all religions with multiple gods very interesting. I think it's. A, I think you're allowed to shit on the, uh, the Egyptian um, polytheistic religion because no one practices it now. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Fully allowed to shit on that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get offended, I dare you. Uh, Hugh Evelyn White was a British archaeologist who visited Tut's tomb. Mm-hmm. After seeing death occur to some of those who had also visited, he took his own life. Before this, he left his a note, allegedly in his own blood, saying, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. I see a man who had a mental illness yeah. and got very paranoid yeah, and bought, bought into the curse <laughs> and took his own life because he didn't want to die in a horrific way. Yeah. But mental health is a very serious problem. Clearly. And it's put down as, it was a curse. Yeah, literally. Back in those days, no one knew what mental health was, though, was it? Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, which is the most English name Archibald. of all time. Sir Archibald Douglas Reed. Reed. He was a radiologist, and he x-rayed King Tutankhamun's body before it was given to a museum. Mm-hmm. He got sick the next day and died three days later. That That is just x-rays. Yeah. I'm telling you now. But he must. Have, but if he's if he is a radiologist and he's done this over and over again, it's like a bit interesting. It's the next day after doing Tutankhamun's. I just think it's coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is a massive... It's got to be coincidence. What I think happened here is there's more examples in this. I didn't even write all them down. There's a lot more examples. I think a lot of um, coincidences just happened at, like, different times. Definitely. I, 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 I'm, I'm putting that down to coincidence. It's like it's like Marie Curie. <laughs> like, yeah, she died of... Of course, Mary Curie died of cancer. And it's like, no, she dealt with radiation yeah, and got cancer. She exposed herself to a lot of radiation. Yeah. So it's and in those days, there wouldn't have been, like, the glass to protect you. Exactly. They're not, I, doubt, I doubt he has a lead-lined fucking safety net yeah. between him and Tutankhamun when he was X-raying him. Yeah. I bet he was just stood in the room with the X-ray machines going, oh, we'll find out what he looks <laughs> like. And then the next day, just fucking coughed up some blood, X-ray radiation, bosh, dead. Dead. Carter yeah, curse of the s- s- curse strikes again. Carter got away with it. Yeah, why did he get away with it? Uh, people say because he was like the main one, so Tut spared him. What do you mean main one? He was like the main, because he was the guy who found it. How Carter's always the one that's credited as finding Tomb Carmoons. So who was the one who found... Oh, so people found the tomb. Yeah. And then... Carter was the one that opened it and excavated it. Right. Okay. I will kill all of your minions. Except you. Except you. You're alright. <laughs> I'm just bored. But it's just interesting, isn't it, that this tale of probably one of the most boring kings, pharaohs of all time. Mm. He is the most famous pharaoh. Yeah, and I think that is that is purely because of the news. It's because... That spouted that curse. Yeah, for sure. The way, People it died. Exca- the way it was excavated as well, and how it was like a find they didn't expect to find... Absolutely, yeah. It's just, it. I think. I think what's happened there is, the media have got caught of it, caught yeah. of caught wind of it, and that's the only reason why it's famous because the media at that time, have made it a big thing. People, that's the only one they've heard of. It's yeah. the first thing they know, that's the one that sticks in your mind. Yeah, but if you do want to see Tutankhamun's 
like mummy and stuff. Uh, most of it is settled in Egypt now. A lot of it did do a tour of the world, mm. but I think most of it is settled in Egypt in Cairo. So the mummy is there in like a climate controlled yeah. box that you can go and actually see his mummy, like the body of Tutankhamun. Wow. His sarcophagus, I believe, might be still on tour, but that is eventually going to settle back in Cairo. Back in Cairo, all the ones that are too fragile to transport are all in Egypt. I think it's very fair to leave them in Egypt. Absolutely. Because it'd be a very Western thing to do, wouldn't it? To be like, oh, we'll have that. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, about about particularly British museums and having items from around the world. Mm. I mean, um, most of it's stolen. Exactly. And this is what I want to talk about. Um, what do you think about, you know, museums, particularly the British Museum, having things like, I don't know, what's called the Elgin Marbles or the Marbles from the Parthenon? Yeah. Uh, being displayed in british museum because it said that those the marble pieces from the parthenon were taken away and were kept there because the ottoman empire was currently in charge of greece didn't really give a shit about like their culture their heritage that kind of god saw that sort of parthenon shit yeah um but just you know things like no, like with isis now blowing shit up don't care about the history da, da, da. yeah and what the british museum have always been said is that well we're protecting history yeah we're protecting the legacy and all this sort of shit and then like now the greek sort of government have, have been a bit more like you know can we have them back now mm-hmm. kind of like them yeah we want them and you know british museum is saying no because they're like well we've looked after them for so long i think it's difficult to stake a claim on something that's so old yeah yeah but <laughs> Does it come back to the role of finders keepers? Yeah, because I mean, the Greece, the the Greece that we have now that wants the marbles back is not the Greece that was around when it was built. Christ is far from it. Exactly, that it's far Greece from was, it. Greece used to be the superpower, and now it's an economic nightmare. Exactly, you know, it's not the same country. So, can you claim ownership over? Uh, pieces that were made in the region that you now call Greece. Yeah. But it wasn't Greece at the time. Can you claim ownership over that? I'm not sure. The one thing I do find interesting is the whole um, digging up of mummies. Yeah. Because that is glorified grave robbing. Glorified grave grave robbing. Yeah. Glorified grave robbing. It's like us going into... A palace of like Westminster or something, or Westminster Abbey. Yeah, digging and up go, Shakespeare. Go in, or one of the kings that's buried there, yeah. cracking open the sarcophagus and yeah, being uh, in a museum. And being like, hello. Rest, hello, Kingy. This I don't get. That's what I don't get. Obviously, grave robbers, uh, it's an illegal thing. They're bad people. They probably shouldn't grave rob. They're nicking this shit and whatever. That's cool. Whatever. But why are we putting dead people who have been laid to rest in a particular area? Why are they being dug up from their grave and then put in a fucking museum where people are going to gawk them all day? I think it's because it's so long ago. And that's what I'm saying. At what point is it acceptable to then be dug up again? Like, <laughs> how long do you have to be laying in your grave for some fucking twenty-three-year-old archaeologist student to dig you up again? And I stick think, you the, in I a think the difference being is if me and you were buried and anyone else that wasn't Egyptian or mummified buried, they'd decompose. There'd be nothing. Mm. Whereas mummies are there, like they were buried in such a way that their bodies have survived thousands yeah, of years. But I mean. I don't think at the time they were preserving them because they hoped that some twat called Carter would (laughs) dig him up. (laughs) Not at all. And then put him in a museum. No, not at all. You know what I mean? I don't think they thought about that. They wanted him to be preserved because they wanted to honour the body. You know, honour the body that carried this person who's now gone off 
into an afterlife and we want to look after his body that carried this man you know mm. regardless of whether it didn't do you very well or not it, it carried this person this spirit this being uh, and now we're going to honour that body you know I, I find that really bizarre because like when I die God forbid I'm I don't know I die and I fall in one of those marsh bogs in Ireland that somehow miraculously preserves <laughs> your body right because yeah. there's quite a lot of bog bodies yeah. that are well very well preserved how long do I have to be in there before it's legally allowed for me to be just buried, dug up again and stuck in a museum? I think it depends who you are, 5, doesn't it? 5,000 years, 2,000 years, like 50 years. I don't know. How long do I have to be laid to rest before I'm no longer resting? Because most of the mummies that are in museums are quite famous people. Apart yeah. from the one in the Birmingham Museum, it's really interesting. It's just a nobody. I guarantee it's not real. Yeah, it probably isn't. But they, they, have a sign, they haven't been in there for years. But there was like a plaque and like it says who it was, but it's just... Nobody. The Tutankhamun Moon exhibition, I didn't get to see his actual mummy, but that was well interesting. Yeah. Because his um, like sarcophagus is something to behold. Yeah, I bet. It I, is I've amazing. seen many, many pictures and documentaries on it, and it does look fantastic. I think we lose... <laughs> sound like an old man shouts at cloud now. I feel like we lose... <laughs> We lose like the awe of things. Like I've watched documentaries on Egyptians mm. so much, I know what Tutankhamun's sarcophagus yeah. looks like. If I saw it in person, I probably wouldn't be as amazed as I would be if I'd never seen it before. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are um, very exposed to things nowadays, aren't we? Yeah. It's like Ma- Machu Picchu in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. In Peru. Uh, is it Peru? Yeah. It's the island on top. Not the island. The yeah. City on top of the mountains, Peru. isn't it? Yeah. Um. I've never been there before. Yeah. I know what it looks like though. Yeah. I saw, saw Carl Pilkerton go there. It <laughs> wasn't that good, <laughs> you know. I, I feel like we've lost that. Wow, that awe, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, there was one thing that I saw that I'd seen before that I was like, "Oh, that's really impressive." Um, Richard II mm. had a um, sort of like a prayer book thing. It was it, it went on top. It would go on top of like a, a fireplace of sorts. Yeah, and just sat on top of that, and you could sit in front of it, kneel and pray to it. It was like yeah. a manuscript. That's it. It's a manuscript, like a Bible. Almost. It was all got gild, gilded with gold and all this yeah. sort of stuff. It, it was amazing. Uh, and I actually went to go see it in person. I was like, wow, that really struck me. And I was like, oh, I really like that. I'm really mm. impressed with that. That's the only thing so far that I've seen. I was just like, I think it depends oh, what you're cool. interested in as well. Because at the Tower of London, they have a suit of armor which is. I want to say Charles the first. Okay. Might be Charles second. It's a Charles. Mm. And my brother's a historian and he loves that type like period. And we were watching a program about it and they were showing us the armor and stuff. And he was well fascinated being like, oh my God, that's beautiful. Mm. And I was watching it. It's like, it's like an average piece of armor. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but look at it. I was like, it's a piece of armor. Like it means nothing to me. Uh, me and my girlfriend the other day, we went to Colchester Castle, yeah. which is in Colchester, in Essex. Is it? And it's it's uh, it's a fascinating castle. If you haven't been before, do go. It's really, really good. It's an old Roman castle that was built. Oh, wow. Uh, and then later on was uh, built over by the Normans yeah. and fortified and made into a proper castle. Yeah. Uh, Colchester, funnily enough, is the first capital of the UK. It was... It was, is but, it? Yeah, but Romans named it the capital of Britannia. No way. Until London became one. Yeah, Londinium. Uh, <clears throat> Londinium. Uh, and it, it became so because uh, Bodicea actually burnt it to the ground. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we went to the castle and we're having a look around it. And naturally, because it's got a lot of Roman heritage, yeah. there's a lot of pottery. Yeah, of course. Romans are quite good with their they pottery. They love their pottery. Uh, and my girlfriend said to me, she's like, I like history. I like learning all this stuff. I tell you what does bore the shit out of me. Pottery. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> and I, I, I went, I understand what you mean. I get it. It's not as interesting as swords and axes yeah. and helmets and armour and all this sort of stuff. But I tell you what, 
vases are pretty cool i said they're really good for historians they give you dates they give you ideas of how people live yeah like there might be uh one vase that looks another way and then you see the same vase but something's changed and yeah. it might indicate that they've learned something new <laughs> which is really cool yeah and then i saw one vase that had drawings on it and i said well let's have a look at this vase because that's got drawings on it that's a story yeah and we looked in it, it was a man in armor and the other and, and there was a dog underneath and there was a bloke opposite who was didn't have any armor he was just he was just naked yeah and he had a sword as well and i said look this dude looks like he's i don't know fighting like he's a soldier or something and this is his pack dog or something and they're attacking this man and we read it and it was it was a gladiator fight Oh, right, it was yeah. a gladiatorial battle, and yeah. these dogs were fighting dogs, and they'd fight the dogs, they'd fight the men, that sort of stuff. And I was like, that's really cool, because not only does it show that you know uh, they're telling you a story about a gladiatorial fight that may have happened, it also shows that in this era, at this place, there was a gladiatorial pit, yeah. and there were fights happening in Colchester, and that's really cool. Yeah. So really, vases can be cool. You know? <laughs> um, so I Same with like tapestries, I guess, as well. Tapestries as well, yeah. They they they, they tell stories. Yeah. You know, the famous bio tapestry in bio in yeah. France um, telling the story of the 1066 Battle of Hastings, which yeah. is really cool. Um, did Harold get poisoned? Did he get stuck, shot in the eye? Oh, I don't know Who why knows? he died. We just don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Is it, yeah, history, history, history is well interesting. It is, I love history. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> it has to be like certain points in history for me. There are some points that I don't care for. There well, are the points I really bits you don't care for. I'll try to see if I can get you to care about it a little bit more. What don't I care for? I don't care for Richard the Third. I don't care. Even though he kind of killed his, his nephews. nephews. But did he? It's just bollocks. Well, like, that's why it's interesting, because it's conspiracy theory almost, isn't it? Yeah, but it? if I want a conspiracy theory, I'll go and look up, like, fucking, I don't know, NASA, not NASA, like, the American government know how to travel in time. Yeah, but realistically, that's just not... For me... That's something that's just unattainable. That cannot be figured out. That links in with Tesla, actually. Apparently, Tesla learned the technology for that. Apparently. The Pegasus theory. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, there was there were there were sightings of two young boys running around the Tower of London grounds, and then they just disappeared. So they were definitely at the Tower of London, and then there was two young two skeletons of boys found in the Tower of London. It's just they died there, and they mm. were hidden under staircases. Interesting. But this means they're hidden. Interesting. Yeah. But he was just a cripple, wasn't he? he uh, well, I don't think he was. I think he had a bit of it. I think he had, he had like um, he had scoliosis. Yeah, it would be. It wouldn't be like what the Shakespeare play depicts him as. But Shakespeare like play a, makes him a proper like. But the thing is, Shakespeare. Over. But people base history off Shakespeare now. Shakespeare had such an influence. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I found that funny how like you know we how we we taking our history through media now. Yeah. Even with um, I think we discussed this before. Um. Braveheart, um, William Wallace. Yeah. In the film, William Wallace has a bit of jiggy jiggy with the uh, the princess from France, who mm. was due to marry the son of Edward the First, the Longshanks, or whatever. In reality, she was like a kid; she was like twelve. Yeah. So, and they never met. So, <laughs> so you know, people are watching it like, oh, there's a lovely romantic story. Like, no, no. <laughs> even if they had met, she's a child. Yeah. It's people weird. Media embellishes. One of the things I really would like to go and see is Pompeii. I think that's very interesting. Pompeii would be really cool. I think I think that's one of those things that I would actually go and see and blow a well. Because you can see the bodies just still there. Yeah, intact. Uh, my granddad's been out to chat with him. I was chatting to him recently about this actually, and he was like, "I think they're fake." And I was like, "Are they those?" Like, yeah, they're fake. I <laughs> whether just I, knows. <laughs> <laughs> whether I believe him or not, I don't know. I'll have to go see it for myself. But he thinks they're fake. Mm. And we spoke about briefly on one of the uh, the World War Two episodes that we did. Uh, <laughs> Which one? All of them. 
yeah, either way, with Pelecki or um, Himmler, we've um, been to Auschwitz, which I would like to go to. Um, I would like to visit there as well. I think modern history is very, very. That one's shocking. I think for a whole different reason. It's not shocking because you're taking in the history. It's shocking because you're like looking at human hair and yeah. people's shoes and. Yeah. That one, I think, if you, if you don't get shot by that one, you're a bit strange. Oh, God, yeah. It was the shoes that's the horrible... Like, the hair's fucking horrible, but the shoes... Like, when I say a fucking room full, you walk in and it's like... You know, like, Traverse Theatre, where it's, like, a rectangle, kind of? Yeah. There's, like, there, 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 and it's just piled high behind glass. Damn. There's fucking tons of it. That's horrible, man. I can't, like, I can't even describe it, like... I don't get how people can't be interested in history. But me, me personally, I adore it. I love it. I, I find it interesting. My brother's a historian, and when he gets on a roll, if I'm not in the mood, I'll tell him to shut up. If I'm like trying to watch Netflix or something, and he's like, "Oh, fucking Richard the Third, I'm like, please. My family are the same. I will sit there and digest a documentary after documentary on I don't give a shit what. I'll watch anything. Yeah. My family's sitting there, oh, for Christ's sake, just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good documentary, but have to be in the mood. Because mm. I've worked at Warwick Castle for a little bit, which is now owned by a company that must not be named. Must not be named. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Tutankhamun and his curse. Yeah, half of it was Tutankhamun. Another bit was just history. That was an interesting episode. Fair. That was a chat. Tutankhamun, interesting guy. Didn't do anything, but he's very famous. Yeah, he did fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most famous. That's what pharaoh. people. Because to be fair, that's what people do. Sometimes they do fuck all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to end it. Sometimes we do nothing. Yeah. And that's what we do. And you still get famous for it. So the moral of the story is, continue doing nothing, and one day you'll make it big. Tutankhamun is her first reality star. Yeah. Getting famous, famous for doing, doing absolutely nothing. nothing. Just his looks. <laughs> yeah, literally his And looks. who his dad was. Yeah, who his dad was. Brilliant. I probably could have picked another pharaoh, but Tutankhamun is probably the biggest one to get interest, isn't it? Like, Ramses II would to have be been fair, cool. Yeah, you could have picked a pharaoh who'd done something more interesting that no one would have heard of. Yeah. You've picked someone who everyone's heard of, who's done fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I chose one way. Maybe I'll do Ramses a second or something. It's another time. Who knows? Who wherever we're doing. Ne- the thing is, for you, when you're listening to this, you'll be thinking, who are they talking about next week? For me and Ryan sitting here now, it's like, fuck, who am I talking month. about next month? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little while to think about it. We've got three weeks or so to think about what we're going to do next. Yeah. And next month, we're recording five because my birthday gets in the way. Yeah. Exciting. Good stuff. All right, then. Thank you very much for that. That was good. That was a whole day of recording. What time did we start? Probably started about quarter past one. Yeah, about one o'clock-ish. It's now 20 to six. There you are, about 26. That's... We've done well, to be fair. We've absolutely smashed through. Last time we went to KFC in between. None of that this time. Now, we were being very professional today. We're like, we're going to get this done. We're worried about time, but we've managed to get it done. Because we thought, I'd, we, thought we had something else planned, but events have transpired that we don't. Yeah, because that's what, what people done. do will be expanding. That's very exciting, which I'm sure we'll announce. All right, yeah, that's something we can mention. So, um... Yeah, if you are enjoying our show, which we really hope you are because we love doing it, we will be expanding. Uh, we will be having little side sections here mm. and there, which we will tell you about a bit more in depth when we eventually do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, really excited to you know, look forward to the future, try out some really cool new things as well. And hope that you enjoy them as well. Yeah. And uh, maybe check out some maybe new, new podcasts we may be making in the future as well. For sure. There'll be a lot less history based, a lot more you based yeah alright then look forward to that guys yeah. uh, like I say uh, follow us on all the social media platforms follow us on Instagram at that's what people do podcast follow us on Facebook at that's what people do uh, uh, Twitter we are at that's WPD 
and you can also email us at that's what people do podcast at gmail.com uh, and we shall if we have any updates or anything new we're looking to do we will of course let you know on there probably first as we only meet once a month so we that's do. the place to find out all the information okay all right then so thanks uh for today mate yeah it's been a pleasure it's as always been a good one we've done two holocaust ones yeah a 9-11 one and an ancient egypt one all, all right, in guys. a day uh we will see you next week next month where we will be talking about <laughs> insert episode <laughs> who knows it's a surprise <laughs> all right guys see you later see you soon bye bye